is time. We are back after a month break at the most important point of the season. But you know what? They haven't lost since we haven't done one. So you're welcome, Packer fans. So take that. Uh, we are back. Uh, welcome back into the podcast. This might be a little rusty. We're going to try something new towards the end of the show. Obviously, we have a lot to get to before that. But first, the important stuff for us. Make sure you follow us on all social platforms. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple and Spotify. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, then unsubscribe, then resubscribe, and rate and review. Also, for you at home, obviously, if you're watching the YouTube page, I have a new microphone. And I don't know if Dustin and I are going to be able to tell if something is off. So if you hear any problems with my audio... Please comment below, let us know so we can fix it or I can unplug it and we can just go oh naturel, as the kids say. All right, so we got all that important stuff out of the way. Let's get to some football. So it's been about a month since we've done a podcast. Packers are on a four-game win streak, including a win against the Crybaby Vikings. Let's start there. Packers win 41-17, but let's be honest, it wasn't that close. It was more like 41-3. Dustin, your impressions after a total ass-kicking at Lambeau. Suck it, Vikings. What happened there? Who said that? Yeah, complete frauds. They're such frauds. I, You know, what, what I hate frauds. the most is, yeah, frauds. Did I say <laughs> fraud? Frauds. But I mean, frogs. There's no fraud. There was no fraud, okay? Horn frogs. We'll yeah, get to that frogs. in a little bit. Yeah, go TCU, baby. Absolutely. Uh, Anyways, moving on from the other purple team to the new one. Um, yeah, back to the Vikings. Just a bunch of frauds. Like, I just hate how all these Viking fans are making excuses that they lost. They're like, oh, it was your field. It's like, we played on it too. It's like, why are you making excuses? We played on the same field. It's not like we switched fields every series. Like, it doesn't, like, just take it like a man. We whooped your ass. Move on. Like, this whole season, sure. Packer fans, we've just been accepting it. We suck. But you know, now what? We're good. A lot of roller coaster feelings. Oh, I've, I'm still not convinced. I mean, we'll talk about the Detroit game in a second. But I also, through other podcasts and my own research, apparently the Vikings players were told beforehand what type of cleats to wear for the game. And apparently no one listened because they were slip sliding around. You know who wasn't? The Green Bay Packers. They And you know what? This is also the funny part. How many former Packers play for the Vikings now? I'm talking Chandon Sullivan. I'm talking Zadarius Smith. And I feel like I'm missing someone else. But there are multiple guys that know what that playing surface is. Also, they play there once a year. They should know. It's not like this is the first time that this core group of Vikings has played at Lambeau Field. And the other thing, too, apparently, now I'm not on Reddit very much, but apparently Vikings Reddit is going through all sorts of conspiracy theories. It's like, were there conspiracy conspiracy theories when you got your ass kicked by Dallas? No, you are frauds. Let me say that one more time, real slow. You are frauds. The team's not very good. Your point differential, negative. You are the only 12-win team in NFL history to have a negative point differential. If that's not enough, you set an NFL record for wins during one-score games. That is luck. That is not skill. Although you could argue winning close games is kind of a skill because if you know how to handle those tight situations. So I guess that's kind of a skill. But Minnesota Vikings fans, you lost. Get over it. Because now, actually, you're welcome. 
because now you're probably going to be the three seed unless all Minnesota or not Minnesota, Philadelphia and San Francisco lose. Then they have a shot at the one spot. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, but there is, there's a path, but Mike, here's the deal. I said this during our, my live recap of when I did that on Sunday. Sorry, the dog's barking now. Close the door. Um, but anyway, Vikings fans are just brutal, man. They are some of the most vile creatures that walk this earth. And look, I appreciate your passion. I do. But look, your team lost. Your team's not very good. I understand Minnesota. You've had a very tortured fan existence between the Twins, the Vikings. I know nothing about hockey, but I'm assuming the Wild. <laughs> when have the Wild ever been anything in the NHL? I don't know. But I mean, look. Bottom line is the Packers, the offense scares me a little bit. And I kind of want to get your takes on the offense because the offensive line looks okay. Or I shouldn't say okay. The offensive line looks good. The passing game, though, oh, my gosh. It, it's going to be a problem, especially this week. I know Detroit is a bad defense. Well, I, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Sorry, a lot of thoughts. A month's word, worth of buildup here. And I know I'm rambling, so I'll stop talking in a minute here. But special teams, way better than last year even though they did give up the block punt. And I was thinking, oh, God, here we go again. But the defense finally is starting to round into some sort of form. I was nervous Christmas Day against Miami. They were giving up big play, big play, big play. Second half looked pretty good. Now, granted, two would get concussed, and that helps. But overall, this team looks like it's on the up and up. Yeah, to your, I'll start with the offense, so I kind of work throughout a little bit. But as you mentioned, kind of offense is kind of our main – Main worry point at this moment. Uh, the main thing I'll say about the offense, like as you said, yeah, it's just like the passing game. It's just still not consistent. Like it, it shows the flashes of, hey, like here's that elite offense we need, and here's the passing game. And all of a sudden, next series they come out, it's just like what what happened? Like what what happened to just taking what we get? You know, including the run game. You know, mixing things up, giving different formations. It's just like it just kind of disappears after one good series. It's like you can't you can't do one good series where. You know, you're given different looks and you're doing different things, and then all of a sudden you go right back to what we used to be doing. It's like that's not the teams catch on quick, especially if you saw like especially in the Miami game, they weren't fooled by a lot of those formations. Like they knew exactly what was happening, you know, just nothing. Like coverage was perfect, you know, nothing nowhere to throw. It's like, you know, you can't getting late in the season, you can't do that, especially now against a chip, like really chippy Lions team where I mean for both teams, it's it's a winner, you're done. Yeah. Scenario. Well, so and- like either win or you're done. Well, and I, I suppose I, there's not – look, they kicked the Vikings' ass. I think we can leave it at that. Keyshawn Nixon has been a revelation. It makes me wonder why Amari Rodgers was ever returning kicks, punts, anything. I'm not – that guy was sitting there the entire year and you just found him in like the last three weeks. Okay, maybe don't build the Rich Bisaccia statues yet. But uh, the special teams looks a lot better. Defense, you're right. They just – it looks better. Offensively, I know some people aren't going to like this. So buckle up. I think it's kind of 12's fault. I think it might be the leader of this team. And now this week he's talking about his uncertain future and he's going to have fun Sunday. I don't want to hear that. We don't have to worry about two months. You have the most important game of your season. The playoffs started last week. So every game from here on out is the important game of the season. You have a a very important game against a division rival Sunday night. Prime time, baby. And you're talking about retirement? And he hasn't played well. I know they're winning and he's not playing well. That's a good sign. But it does make me wonder, 
where his head is at. And now I saw reports today he's dating the Milwaukee Bucks owner's daughter, which who cares? But he's just got so many other things going off the field that the more that comes out, I wonder what his level of focus is. And he's always been a guy that has other interests. He isn't all about football all the time. But at this point in the season, you need to be. And I don't want to say he's not, but... The running game looks really good. I know your receivers are young, but Christian Watson has come out in the last month. He's been fantastic. Dobbs looks like he needs to, now that it's Christian Watson's offense, it looks like Dobbs needs to get, or needs to learn how to be a secondary receiver, although he did have some flashes in the second half of the Minnesota game. But, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that's, oh, this dog of mine, I tell you. Um, please hold. As I shut the door. Okay, let's try that again. Now that I've lost my train of thought. Thanks, dog. We're professionals uh, around here, people. You were you were on to the receiver and you were talking about Watson and Dobbs and how Dobbs should maybe take that secondary role. Yep. Or he just needs to get used to it. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that necessarily works because, I mean, just run your routes and if you're open, 12 will find you. But, yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing I'll, I'll add on to this, I think you're on the right track, and I agree with you. I think they need to find the chemistry, kind of what, what Lazar does. Like, he needs to find his role in this offense to where, sure. you know, like Lazar, he, he's – if you need to play, he's your go-to guy. He's, he's kind of turning into our Cobb now, like kind of what Cobb is. I think yeah. Cobb's kind of on his way out. Lazar's kind of taking a spot where he's going to be the guy where if you need to make a play, he's going to be his guy, in which, you know, you look at the Miami game, the Viking game, like he was there on third down, the critical third downs to extend the drives and make a good block. And that's another thing is, like, I think a lot of our receivers need to take example by Lazard because of how many blocks. Like, you remember the Miami game when he blocked three guys one play? Oh, God, yes. And I loved yeah. every second of it. And that, oh, also, side note, he got fined for taunting because he was <laughs> pointing at all of them on the ground. NFL, get over yourself. That's that's how they are, though. You know, they're going to find you for every little thing they can. I don't just care. Just get it's, over yourself. It's the no fun league, Alex. I, well, yes, and. Problematic. But I, get over it. We're playing a game here. Come on, just let it go. It's fine. But, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. Um, so looking ahead to Detroit. Now, the scenario is if Seattle wins their game in Los Angeles against the Rams, Seattle is basically the placeholder for the seven spot and Detroit is out. So if Seattle wins, Detroit is out no matter what green Bay wins. They're in doesn't matter. So those are the two scenarios here. If the lions get the Seattle loss plus a win lions are in. So lions have a little bit more work to do than the other two. However, I would like, I heard this take and it's not my take, but it's a great take. Are we now the Lions emptied the kitchen sink last year when they had nothing to play for? And granted, Green Bay had nothing to play for last year because they were the one seed and it was locked up. Are we sure this season that if the Lions, if Seattle wins at the three o'clock hour and the Lions have nothing to play for, are we sure it's not more dangerous that they don't have anything to play for? Because a lot of those Lions players haven't played with pressure. And maybe they're young enough where it doesn't matter and they're too stupid to know the difference anyway. Right, but are we sure that Dan Campbell, regardless, is going to take it easy? Because I sure as hell don't. 
And to be honest with you, this Lions team scares me. I think they are way better than the Vikings, at least offensively. Defensively, yeah, they're a little rough. But And honestly, if I'm Green Bay, I just run the ball a lot. But I I don't know how to feel about this game because I'll tell you, I'm nervous. It's going to be stressful. Yeah, I mean, Lions the entire year, they're like – Coming into the year, I knew they were a team to take lightly. Like you can't, you can't take any team lightly in the NFL because really, like they're all professional athletes. Like they're there for a reason. Like they're all good. Like yeah. trust me, they're there for a reason. But you, you just you can't take them lightly, especially with Dan Campbell as a coach. Like he's a great leader. He, he like he's there for a reason too. Like, and he'll bite your kneecaps. Yeah, he'll bite your kneecaps. So protect your knees, knee pads, everybody. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's. He's a good leader. I, I give I give Detroit a lot of props for keeping him at that role. I think you know he he fits their scheme. He fits their culture. He really. I mean, he's also embraced a whole new culture there. Uh, they've done wonders with that team. But yeah, I mean, it's seeing they're such a young team. They're eager. They want to win. I like you said. I don't think this really matters if they can make it or not. I think they want to beat us. Oh, for sure. What would be better for Lions fans? Finally, they have five hundred. Maybe over 500, we'll find out on Sunday. Team that, oh, there's some dudes here. Let's go. What if they, if Seattle wins and they have nothing to play for anyway, what would make Lions, the fans, the organization, what would make them happier than keeping Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs? A man who hasn't owned them quite like the Bears, but has done very well against Detroit over the years. What would make them happier than a double middle finger F you to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? I, they're going all out in this game. I don't care what anyone says. I I don't see a scenario where they're not emptying the tank. I'm talking, remember last year? Trick plays, flea flickers, reverse passes, Philly specials. It doesn't matter. They're going to come with everything they got. And for that reason, they are dangerous. Now, for Green Bay, if that defense that we saw last week shows up, okay, I feel way better. And they've been trending upward. But Miami's explosive. They struggled, at least for the first half, and then Tua got concussed, and they, let's be honest, Tua sucked after that. He threw three picks, two of which were just horrendous throws, and one, just a good play by the defense. Okay, fine. But now you're in a scenario where, well, the quarterback's not concussed, but also Jared Goff outdoors, maybe, but also he's got a hell of a lot more weapons than the Lions have had in a long time. St. Brown is a dude. DJ Chark for, I mean, however many Jags jokes you want to make. DJ Chark is a legit guy. And I wouldn't be shocked if Jamison Williams all of a sudden shows up. He showed up, remember that? He had like 140-yard pass. We haven't seen him since. Would it shock anyone watching this within the sound of my voice if all of a sudden there was Jamison Williams for 50 yards down the sideline? It wouldn't shock me. So I guess my analysis for this game, I don't really have a prediction. Well, actually, that's not true. I do think the Packers win. I think this is going to be tight. I think it's going to be stressful. And it would not shock me if the Lions come into Lambeau, empty the tank, and all of a sudden it's the third quarter and we're down 10. Like, that wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> trying to unmute myself. But yeah, I'm right with you there. Um, I, I think this is going to be a really gritty, just hard-fought game. I think this is going to be one in the trenches, 100%. Like, I, I think you're right with – in their analysis right in the beginning is we're going to run the ball. I think, I think you have to establish that run game against this team. Maybe they keep their offense off the field. Like you need to yeah. make them score less points. Like obviously it's the whole name of the game, but like really keep them off the field, like dominate the time of possession, wear their defense out. And I think, especially like you said, the young players in the fourth quarter, like you're going to really see how much they want this and how much they're prepared for this. 
And I think the defense has a good shot at a turnover, too. I, they've been getting turnovers the last month. I mean, as well as Jared Goff has played this past year, I mean, he's had some duds here and there, but for as well as he's played, I don't necessarily trust him to go into Lambeau in January on a Sunday night and ball out. I mean, it's possible, but I just can't imagine that. So I'm probably going to bet this game, even though I continue to lose money on the Packers, and maybe I should just bet the Lions or not bet at all because that's better for just me. I Also, you're welcome, America, because every time I bet on the Packers, they lose. I haven't bet on them in a month, 4-0. You're welcome, America. And the Lions at 4.5, too. So that might be a Lions tease because I do think that this game is going to be tight. And I pray that the Packers blow them out. We don't have to worry about it. But So that is our recap, I guess. Recap and preview. Uh, we have a new segment. Uh, something I've been tinkering with for a while. We're going to try it out. I don't know if it's going to work or not. Uh, fans of the Dan Levitard show, in Stu Gatz fashion, I may or may not have stolen a little bit of his whole thing. Uh, so it's basically like a David Letterman top 10 meets Stu Gatz weekend observations. We don't have much imaging for it, but um, you'll get the concept as we go along. So, Dustin, if you hear anything you like, chime in. But basically, I have written here, let's see, 16 observations from our little break, if you want to call it that. And, um, yeah, we're going to do this, and we're going to try it. If it doesn't work, it won't be back. But here are the lockdown notes for our little break. Dustin! Did I play? My computer froze. <laughs> there it is. Dustin! After being 4-8, and eight, looking like the season was over. Some people were chanting, play the kids. It was me. They haven't, they've won four straight. What is going on, computer? <laughs> they've won four straight. And now have a chance at the playoffs. And just like that, the pack are back. You know who isn't back? Dak. I guess no beep there. Yeah, what's going on with Dak? Can we just pause one quick second and talk about Dak Prescott? He sucks right now. Yeah, I'm, I honestly don't even know what to tell you. I just, I don't, he just doesn't look like the same dude anymore. Like, he just looks like... Like I don't even like. Is it? Just, I think it's mental with him. Like I don't. I don't know if he just like he just lost a step when he was gone. I maybe the Cooper Rush controversy got to him, and maybe he just felt the pressure. I, I mean, thankfully Dallas has a wonderful defense and an amazing run game. Where God, yeah. they, they don't need to really rely on Dak. But I mean, I just. I mean, if if this shows anything, it shows Jerry Jones isn't. I mean, he's still a crazy old person, but like maybe he's not so crazy after all. I get maybe I I don't know I don't really have any good theories. I, the Cooper Rush thing is interesting. Uh, I I mean, who knows? I do think the leg injury may have something to do with it. But anyway, Dak not back. Moving on. If you don't believe in karma, you should watch Deshaun Watson. Woof. <laughs> Gardner Minshew, I still believe in you, pal. That said, you really. Hurts. Yeah, yeah, he said it. He said it. The Eagles' chance at a one seed. Minshew mania. There we go. We're back. My computer keeps buffering. This is super annoying. Okay, 
Rolling on, Jadavian Clowney. Not happy in Cleveland. To be fair, if my quarterback made that much money and sucked, I would want out too. Think Lamar regrets not taking that contract? Just a thought. Something to ponder. Put it away in the file for later. I'm just wondering. I'll get your opinion on this. <laughs> Jump in. Lamar, I think he kind of regrets that. Now he's hurt. He's not going to get the whatever it was, $250 million that they offered him. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you've you heard my opinion on this plenty of times, and you know how I feel about, you know, running quarterbacks and, like, a, a mainly running dominant system where they have to carry the ball. It never works out. I mean, never works out. And Rarely. the Baltimore, Baltimore was right for not doing that. Like, we're not going to pay that much. Because you know why? Because I think he's going to last three, maybe four more years of a, like, healthy career, and then his career's kind of shot. Like, it's done. Because he can't throw that well. Again, you can show me the numbers all you want. Once sure. his run, like running ability is gone, he's not going to be able to throw. No, it's an eye test thing too. It's not just yeah. it's not numbers, but yeah, yeah, it's it's hundred percent true. He just like he just can't he can't do it. Like I'm not saying he's not a bad passer, like a terrible passer, but he's not good. He's not to the level you need a league quarterback to be. He's sure. without his running ability, I give him maybe fifteen. And now like the Ravens, he's middle pack. And now the Ravens can get him at a discount. Even if, And I would bring him back. Why wouldn't you? But now you can get him at a huge discount. So just something to ponder. All right. Uh, Saturday night, we root for the impossible. The Jags to make the playoffs. All you have to do, Jags, is beat Josh Dobbs at home. And yet somehow, I'm dubious. The Jags. Started watching Yellowstone over the break. It's fantastic. And that's not a joke. It, the show is great. However, dysfunctional family dynamics at its finest. Sort of like the New York Jets. Zach Wilson went from throwing bombs and banging moms to being benched for Joe Flacco. Big Joe. Hi, Cat. Uh, <laughs> Sean McVay claims to not be interested in the TV gig. He's focused on the Rams. We all know what that means. Sean McVay, Amazon Prime, collision course. <laughs> Vikings, you lost your crybaby frauds. Oh, this computer is driving me nuts. Come on, keep up. The Lions, as previously stated, may be more dangerous with nothing to play for. I can, I can hear the cat purring through the screen. Sorry. She is loud. Yeah, no, that's fine. She is feisty. I'm sure people at home would rather, if you're listening on audio, uh, Dustin adopted a new cat. Her name is Lola. She's the tiniest little thing. So if you're watching on the YouTube, you're probably enjoying that than looking at our ugly mugs. So anyway, Lions with nothing to play for are very dangerous. Gulp. Broncos Nation, let's hide. Derek Carr, you deserve better. College football playoffs. It's appropriate that those games were on New Year's Eve. Because they were as drunk as the rest of the world. Miles Garrett said of Jadavian Clowney, We want volunteers 
not hostages. Come again? You realize your new quarterback held your team hostage for months and is an alleged criminal. <laughs> again, alleged. Tua, another concussion. Beep. <laughs> there it goes. Teddy Bridgewater has a, a busted digit. Dolphins, with their season on the line, are turning to Skylar Thompson. What the hell are we doing here? Speaking of hell, Deshaun Watson. Dustin, those are the lockdown game notes from the break. I got to give you applause for that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was funny. <laughs> Good stuff, Al. Good stuff. I, you know, I know we're a PG audience, but any chance you get to say Zach Wilson went from throwing bombs and banging moms to bench for Joe Flacco, <laughs> it's a good day. You have to write that joke. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, the Dolphins also signed Mike Glennon, if we're going to point that out. I good saw that. Giraffe. We got the good Whoa. old giraffe. If it wasn't bad enough, Dolphins fans, your team is blowing it after a tough road trip. They lost to Green Bay on Christmas after playing a really good first half. Now you turn to Skylar Thompson and Mike Glennon. Woof. Can I can I can I point a sponsor here for the NFL? They should, they should sponsor this. Davis Mills and Mike Glennon all wear turtleneck sweaters <laughs> for a Christmas card. They just they wear <laughs> turtleneck sweaters. This, that would be fucking hilarious. Can they wear chains too, like the Lonely Island video? <laughs> yeah. Wear my chain and my turtleneck sweater. <laughs> they gotta be like head bobbing too to really really show show the neck length. Oh my gosh. And throw Drew Brees in the mix. And I think that – can we do quickly a Mount Rushmore of necks? So, it's Mike Glennon. Is Davis Mills. Are we throwing Drew Brees on the list? We can, we can put him in there. Okay, maybe he's an honorable mention if we find someone better. Daniel Jones, he's definitely in the mix. Other than that – Peyton Manning, are we going to count him? I don't, I don't know. Peyton Manning's got a big head. I don't consider him having a big neck. I guess I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to think. I don't, I don't really remember people by their necks. You know, it's uh, not something usually I remember. That's, that's a fair criticism. But in the NFL, I mean, we don't really see their faces ever. We just see their necks. So, all right. If you have any nominees, nominees, comment below on this video, and we will talk about it next week, and maybe we can decipher a official Mount Rushmore of necks, NFL necks. Uh, but for now, we'll say our tentative Mount Rushmore, Drew Brees, Daniel Jones, Davis Mills, and Mike Glennon. And with that, what a wonderful place to stop. So that will do it for our show today. Enjoy the game Sunday. Make sure you follow us on all of the socials. Again, any neck nominees, comment below. Let us know. We'll talk about them next week on the pod. And buckle up. Sunday night is going to be lit AF. Lambo will be lit AF. I'm excited. Let's go. I mean, that's really all I have to say on that. So that will do it for today's show we'll see you next week good night and now i don't have my right imaging where is it good night good night